right, David Hippensteel, thank you so much for making the time, man. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Good to be here. Good to see you guys. Always. Yeah, likewise. I, uh, I'm very excited about this episode. You, um, I know we've talked a little bit in person, but I mean, man, I've got a big picture of you up on my whiteboard here. It looks over my workout space. Uh, you know, I've been following your career for a long time in the CrossFit world. And I just think you got such a, an awesome outlook on things. And, you know, obviously such an accomplished athlete that, um, people can take a lot of inspiration from what you've accomplished. Uh, so I'm, I'm super pumped to have you, man. Thanks for, for doing this. Thanks, man. It blows me away to just have you say that, but I, I, I'm, I'm humbled, but I appreciate it very much. Wow. Yeah. I got to tell you what I've, I did not know that you had graced the walls of Boz's gym. That, that's oh, very, man. that's elite right company. <laughs> okay. And, I, and I've seen it in person. That's All right. True. Yeah. That's <laughs> legit, well, I, I don't know sure <laughs> if I could believe it, but there it was. You might have, you might have, you said you might have touched on this even just briefly, Boz, but you know, you were the impetus behind getting Dave on here. So maybe for everybody listening, what was it that motivated you to have him on as a guest? Well, I think uh, there's a lot of reasons, but the, the, the biggest one, you know, like on this show, Dave, I don't know if you're familiar with what we talk about, but big themes for us are consistency, big thing, themes for us are just doing what works over time and sticking with it and not really getting too carried away with the fluff. Um, and fitness for real people that have lives outside of the gym, uh, people that have careers, people that are doing life. And I can't think of anybody that's exemplifying that better. I mean, you're somebody that's got a serious career. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, you've got two dental practices, you've got four adult kids now. Uh, and you still manage to stay at the top of the game. So it's just, <laughs> right. it's pretty mind blowing that you can balance all that. And I think that's hugely inspirational. So that's, that's the big one for me. That's fair. That That's a fair start. So uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Also nine trips to the games and four gold medals. Nine trips to the games. If you count the master's fitness collective in 2020, it would be four. So we'll count it. We'll count it. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you, that, that particular one was pretty grueling. It was four days. CJ Martin from Invictus and programmed that. There were nine events over four days. I wanted, oh, I wanted wow. nine events over four days. So so the length was actually harder than the, the CrossFit format um, that I'd been through, you know, all the years pre previous. It was an, it was an interesting dynamic for sure. So, yeah. anyway. you know, Adrian kind of laid the groundwork. We've got a lot of very interesting and, and meaningful ground to cover with you that I think our, our audience will really appreciate with. And I've got a couple questions that I want to dive into. But but I think first, just starting off, is flossing overrated? Or does it actually really <laughs> drive the needle forward? Is not overrated. Okay. It All right. Fine. Absolutely. Fine. As essential as the paleo diet. Okay, all right, there you no. go. We're gonna, we're gonna do that. So, in, in 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 all seriousness, I know that you're a beast now, but I don't know. I know about you in the landscape of CrossFit. You okay. Know, and, and prior to that, I don't. Have you been fit, active your entire life, or was this a radical shift at some point? You know, through your um, your journey. Um. Not really. Um. I. My dad, actually, if you go way back, my dad forced me to do sports to keep me out of trouble. Okay. I was one of those guys that they probably would have medicated today if, if, they would, if they were doing that back in the day. 
Because mm-hmm. I couldn't hold still. I was just wild. I was a wild child and uh, just out of control for you know, ever since I can remember. <laughs> and, yeah, and knowing like, you now, that, that explains a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, sorry, keep going. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. No, but, but my dad kind of like, uh, you know, that was his fly. He was, he was in the art, he was in the Air Force actually. So he was a military guy and, you know, learned the discipline in the military and kind of transferred that to raising us kids. And so that was a big, that was a big deal. You know, we, we grew up having to do, if we wanted to earn something, we had to do, uh, so many pushups on our fingers. Okay. You know? And we had pull up bars in our doorways. And so, um, the, the, the funny thing is, or the crazy thing is, is that I really didn't want to do sports when he was, I was into music and okay. I was into rock and roll. I went to see Hendrix. I'm one of the few guys that saw Hendrix when I was in sixth grade. <laughs> Very cool. Oh, wow. You know, and then and then throughout my high school, saw a bunch of rock and roll bands, play guitar, had my own rock and roll band, you know, that kind of thing. And and uh, you know, continued that all through high school. But but I really didn't want to do sports, but my dad forced me to. And it wasn't until my junior I got involved in all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh it wasn't until my junior year that I was on the track team again. And uh I I was doing long jump and hurdles and um, you know various sprints, that kind of thing. And, and what happened was I got, they asked me to do the triple jump one day in practice. This is when I was, when I was a junior, I was 17 and I'm just starting, starting to get stronger. You know, I was a later bloomer and, and that kind of thing, but I was getting stronger and I do the triple jump and I hit like, I don't know, 38, 39 feet, my very first try. And it was as far, almost as far as the senior in, on the track team. Oh, and interesting. So I, I immediately, um, kind of got launched into that role of being on like, like the we had relay teams back then for jumps and stuff like that. And so I got I got to to experience uh success at an early age. And and then of course my hurdles were getting better. Uh I did I did the intermediate hurdles, which is 300 meter intermediate hurdles. And then I did the high hurdles. Um and and so um what happened was and I remember this because because this is significant. Um I went home that night after doing 38 feet in the, in the triple jump, 39 feet, whatever. Um, and I looked in the mirror and I said, why am I trying to destroy this body that God's created? Hmm. You know, he's obviously created me for a purpose with certain talents and gifts and abilities. And it's like, why am I trying to throw that away with the stuff, the crazy stuff that I was doing? I, I was going to say, what yeah. did you mean by destroy it? Okay, gotcha. Yeah, just doing crazy stuff, like making bad choices, rebellious, whatever. Um, and, uh, you know, this is back in the seventies. Yeah. Early seventies. So, um, so I, I, I said, I'm not gonna just keep doing this. And I just kind of like, just kind of had an awakening. And, and I think that God kind of got my attention at that point. And I decided just to stop everything else and start focusing on sports. And so that next year I, um, I actually tried for the first time in football and cause I'd, I'd always, my dad always wanted me to play football cause he never got to play football. And, uh, and I never really liked it. I never really liked hitting until I, until I really committed myself one time tackling somebody and fell in love with hitting people. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Which is what you need on defense when you're playing defensive end. They put me at defensive end my senior year. I crushed the, the season, um, got MVP, got all honor, let's say, yeah, all state honorable mention, got all district first team, uh, you know, at 160 pounds, basically. Wow. And uh, as a defensive end, and uh, there was one one play where I jumped over the blocker and tackled 
uh, Jimmy Jensen, who was a professional football, became a professional football player, played for the Miami Dolphins right before uh, Dan Marino. Anyway, so that wow. was like a cool uh, history. Well, I was, was going to say, you know, there's on. there's 160 pounds timid and there's 160 pounds <laughs> playing like a ferocious honey badger. And I think that's probably how you were playing. Basically. But I ended up that well, year, I got like, um, I got the Outstanding Athlete Award, which was like, which was crazy because like all the teachers were like, where did this guy come from? Because I was never like this yeah. guy. Tried a lot. So I even did a play that year. Well, so let me role. ask you this then. I mean, that's that's an incredible story, and especially if somebody for somebody that's not motivated to play sports to come in and, and see that kind of success. What I think is interesting is okay, you know, a lot of people play sports when they're younger. They have a, an outlet to do that. Yep. They kind of go through college. They go through uh, whatever, and then at some point that goes away. College ends, mm. or whatever it is that you're engaged in stops. Yep. And how do you continue to stay in shape how do you continue to see the benefit of, of remaining active because a lot of people don't and i think oh, that's yeah. a big difference is you yeah. know when you're 20 it's kind of like yeah you should be fit yeah. you know like you don't have a lot of excuses at that point but as the years tick on and as you, you kind of progress in life with more responsibilities a lot yeah. of people fall off so how, how did you avoid that that trap of falling off mm -hmm. yeah so in, in so those years if i can condense this so so what happened so i graduated high school went to play football at a junior college and and I never really studied in high school, like so. I my my grades oh, were like. Yeah. <laughs> so I get to college and I try. I, I'm on the football team, right? And um, I'm 165, 60 pounds still, and I'm hitting 165 pound no 265 pound linemen, you know, head on. And they were teaching back then. They were teaching face in the numbers, face in the numbers. Oh like, my goodness! Yeah, I never yeah. tackle with my shoulder. Like that was the smarter thing to do. I thought. So I did that enough and I sprained my neck. And so oh, I no surprise. Yeah. Yeah. I ended up with a soft and a soft cervical collar for like eight weeks. Oh, and wow. we, you know, couldn't continue in football. Um, didn't know, you know, I saw a neurologist, all that stuff, trying to figure out if my neck was going to heal. Um, and, and so what happened was I, during that time, I had never studied before. So I, so I thought, well, I can't do football. Why don't I try studying? And I aced the first <laughs> bio test and I just continued on there. And all of a sudden it's like it, the, the, you know, the vision came alive, like, well, maybe I could do medical school or dental school. And so I continued to excel at, uh, at, at uh, academics for the next two years at this junior college. And, and I was doing some sports. I did, I did wrestling for a little bit, uh, separated a rib from a cartilage uh, during like the, you know, second, uh, second meet. So I kept studying. And then <laughs> ended up brother, so, so here's, but here's the key thing to answer your question. My brother talked me into going to Cal State Fresno to do decathlon because he was like he was like totally focused on making the Olympic team. He was also uh, five foot eight, one hundred sixty pounds. Uh, he was focused on making the Olympic team with you know very little um, size as potential to make the Olympic Games, right? But yeah. he slept in his car for two years just to be totally focused. He wore wow. a weight vest in the late seventies. He was wearing a weight vest at Cal State Fresno. 40 pound weight vest, best 24 seven, you know, all day, every day, took it off at night. And, uh, and, but every day he put that on, he'd train with a 40 pound weight vest. So way before like CrossFit and stuff introduced that. And so, so anyway, so I went out there to train with him because I did love sports and I, I, I still loved the feeling of being in the best shape of my life. And so when I went out there and started training, doing decathlon, 
uh, pole vault was my favorite and was my best event. I was over like almost uh, 13.6 by the end of the first semester, which was December and whatever it was, 1976, I think. And then um, and then I got, I got almost 14 feet by the time I stopped that year. Um, and then the hurdles came up to here on me, but I still did high hurdles and, and did decent in high hurdles. Uh, but anyway, I competed in a couple of decathlons, but it was during that time, that whole year I did decathlon with my brother, is I fell in love with being in the best shape of my life. Never forgot that sense hmm. of how you feel. Like I, I said this in one of my lectures, I, I did a lecture at a biohacking conference and I said, no one wakes up in the morning and says, ah, I wish I wasn't in as good shape as I am. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Everybody, really. yeah. Everybody wishes, man, I wish I could be in better shape, you know, mostly. And so, so, um, so anyway, so, uh, I ended up, and then I, the next year I did, I was on the diving team. I was a walk-on diver, uh, springboard diver because wow. they didn't have a diver. And it's like, man, I want to do diving. Like I never got to do that. So I got to do that for a year and travel all around California. Uh, I think before, you've, I said, yeah. I think you've kind of answered my question well, which is, uh, you, first of all, you're an interesting character. And what yes. I mean by that is everything that you don't like, you excel at. You're like, ah, I, be I begrudgingly was forced to do sports and just, and just crushed all these different disciplines. Ah, I wasn't, re <laughs> wasn't really big into studying in high school, aced my bio test, decided to go to med school. That's, that's fantastic and hysterical and not a path that many people get. But it also seems like whether you knew it or not, your upbringing was far more athletic than most people. And not only that, but you were almost, for lack of a better way to say it, uh, a crosser, like a generalist. Like you didn't do, you just named darn near every sport under the sun from long to short to explosiveness to diving to decathlons to wrestling to track. I mean, it makes a whole lot of sense now. I mean, that this is just, um, you know, what you've been doing for a, a very long time. When, yeah. when in the world did CrossFit enter your life? So, so interesting. Cause so, so when I was in dental school, um, so after college, went to dental school and kind of, I stayed in, I stayed running and did stuff like, you know, just tennis, pick up tennis. Or, you know, I remember one time we, I went out with a friend who was, who used to be a runner. He was a classmate of mine in dental school, which we just reconnected, but we went out and did a run and did a pyramid of pull-ups from one to 13 and back down. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Well, I'll have to try that sometime. But yep. uh, next time I come down. But uh, anyway, we did that. And, and, but I remember not being in the best shape of my life while I was in dental school. So I was uh. still decent shape, you know, because you, you didn't lose it that much that fast at that age. Um, and when I got out of dental school, I first built my house. And then I said, I need a sport. I said, I don't want to just do running. I want more of a challenge. I want more uh, diversity mm -hmm. than. And just running. So it's like triathlon. What else? What else is there? It's like, I wanted to do Ironman. And so I ended up yeah. doing a bunch of, for like off and on for probably 20 years, I ended up doing um, um, Olympic, Olympic distance triathlons and sprint triathlons. Okay. I one time for a half, uh, half Ironman. And, uh, but, but I ended up getting, it was just too much like with work and with uh -huh. all those training hours, I ended up getting sick, got pneumonia uh, and mono actually that year. Uh, oh, wow. So you know that so I had to back off a little bit and uh and that kind of thing but uh so you are human <laughs> <laughs> yeah, finding out that more just in the last couple of years but we'll get to that yeah yeah and but then I did end up so after I did triathlon off and on I 
I needed a sport that was going to take my mind a hundred miles away from my career because my career was kind of really, it was, it was doing well, taking off, but I was stressed out, you know, raising a young, you know, young kids, family, all that stuff had built the house. Um, but there was just that, that need for, for me, intensity, something healthy, a healthy Mm -hmm. outlet for whatever reason. So I discovered dirt biking. I always wanted a dirt bike. And, uh, and I, so, so I started, I got on a dirt bike and I started racing dirt bike for the next five years and had a couple of broken bones, you know, broke a collarbone, uh, back strains, uh, a bunch of stuff, knee series, uh, comes with a chair. I never broke a bone until that point, you know, pole vault, you know, football, <laughs> wrestling. but you know, uh, I, that's why it probably only lasted five years. Uh, and I decided to walk, I tour an Achilles, um, it was after that injury that I decided like about six months later, I got, I got back on the bike, rode a little bit. Uh, I decided I'm not going to compete anymore. And, mm-hmm. uh, but that was my, from age like 40 to 45. And so, and then, and then, uh, got back into triathlons cause my son, John was at the age where he was just like really getting into it. And then he ended up going to the, the Hawaii Ironman qualified as a, as a, let's oh, see, wow. 2011, he would have been 24. Yeah. And he qualified for Ironman and got to go there that year. Um, but uh, but I got back into triathlons a little bit all the way up until I started CrossFit when Heather called me one night and she said, uh, Dad, you're going to love this new sport. <laughs> so, And that was the end of it. She had gotten involved with CrossFit. She was a diver in college at U- University of San Diego and met Stefan. I think he was at University of San Diego doing yeah. some Stefan Roche. Okay. Right? Yep. yep. So she met him and she was doing CrossFit. So, so what year was this that she brought it to your attention? That was, I was 56, I think at the time. I was 55 or 56, probably 55. So that would have been 10 years ago, 10, 11 years ago. And, so let, me, and let me guess. Yeah. You were, you were all in. <laughs> <laughs> That's remotely possible. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so where did you start? Did you start doing CrossFit workouts on your own? Did you find an affiliate yeah. right away? Like, how did you get your your feet wet? Oh my gosh, yeah, you're gonna love this. Um, I did start on my own, and this was in 2012, and and uh, 2011 actually. So the summer, and uh, she went to Signal. She was up doing an internship at Eddington Electric or uh, one of the electric companies up in up in LA, and she got she got to, um, to CrossFit signal Hill CrossFit, I think. Okay. Okay. Um, up there in LA and, um, she said, dad, you got to come out. You got to do a workout. Everybody wants to, you know, wants you to come join, um, and, and do a workout with us. So I, so I plan on that. I usually visited my kids, you know, three of them went to school in California. So I'd visit them at least once a year. Um, and, uh, and so that was my time to go out and visit and we did this workout. And, and so that was, I think that my first like official workout, but in the meantime, I was, there was a local gym, CrossFit Solified, here in Clarksville, where, you know, it's right next to Fort Campbell. So I was tra- starting to train with all these like 20 and 30 year old army guys. And they became friends and I became part of the tribe, I think. And, uh, and so that's how I started doing CrossFit. And it was great owners, you know, uh, Cole and Nicole Spitzak. He was a military guy, but great, great people. Super, super encouraging. Now, I can still remember Nicole shouting my name during workouts, you know, doing, doing <laughs> whatever. And it's the power just, of the coach. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. And yep. she, she just had it. She had that motivation. And that, I and mean, you could tell it was her passion and she believed it and she lived it and still does. So to this day, both of them. But, um, 
but yeah, so that's what, that's where I got started. And, um, and, and, you know, kept in touch with Heather. And then of course, you know, there was rivalry going on between Heather and I, <laughs> which still is. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, That is awesome. That's great that you, so you've kind of made that a family affair or at least <laughs> Heather, yeah. your daughter has made it a family affair for you. Do your other kids do CrossFit as well? Or is it uh, just kind of between you two? Yeah, they actually do. They actually, all of them are doing CrossFit. Um, and, and pretty much, you know, cause, cause our house, had pull-up bars in the in the doorways. I mean, that's how we lived our lives. You know, everyone. You know, Troy did soccer. Uh, John did triathlons. Before that, he was doing. He did football. He did soccer. Um, and let's see, Joelle did volleyball and soccer. Uh, Heather did uh, gymnastics, and then she did diving uh, later on. Then she went on to, to dive in, in college. Uh, so and and so yeah. So she got us all started, and so all of us right now, like. Troy, when he comes home, we're working out together. He's in dental school right now. Uh, he's our youngest. He's 25. And um, he's, he, yeah, he's super talented uh, with all the CrossFit moves uh, as well um, as, as Heather and John. I mean, they, they, did, they did really pick it up. Um, That's Joelle, awesome. My, my oldest, my, my youngest daughter, Joelle, is up at DC at Patriot CrossFit. And, uh, cause that's where her job, that's where her career is right now. And, um, and so she's just, she's just loving that. She was just in a competition last month. And, and then, uh, Jonathan is, is, uh, Jonathan has continued to do all kinds of fitness. He's, he's a model by profession. He was a banker and he got into modeling Wow. and, and he's six foot three and it very fit. And he's, um, so he's, he like still teaches class. In fact, last weekend he was still teaching a class at one of his church. Uh, took a group out and led a fitness class. So, so said, what happens around the holidays when you guys all get together? Is it well, like yeah, just a free for all, or do you guys do yeah. like a team workout? How does this work? What's uh, <laughs> like Thanksgiving, like Thanksgiving. In fact, you should come up for Thanksgiving. Well, you're probably you probably got family obligations, but if you don't, you come up and join us for a, for a workout. We always have. Oh, a I might take you up on that <laughs> family workout Thanksgiving morning. And oh we'll, wow! You know, because it used to be like ah, we'll run seven miles. You know, we'll go ten mile run. You know, take the dog out, whatever. And, uh, you know, cause it's always a tradition. Thanksgiving is workout time or we'll have a football game, that kind of thing. So, but now it's like the last probably 10 years we've done CrossFit workouts. Most of those 10 years, CrossFit workouts every on Christmas, you know, 12 days of Christmas, you know, or 12 days of Thanksgiving. I'll um, tell you what, take, take boss and one of those seven mile runs. I think that's what he'd really enjoy uh, right there. <laughs> I can still no. run seven miles, man. I would be out there. I think, I I think he'd cool. crush me. That's <laughs> I got a question for you. So make sure, let me make sure I got my numbers yeah. right. You started CrossFit yeah. at 53, right? Is that what no, you said? No, 55. 55. I would say 55. Okay. Around there. Yeah. And how old are you now? So I'm 66 now. 66. Okay. So yeah. you are 11 years in, you know, yeah. a lot of our, a lot of our listeners are wonderfully obsessed, in my opinion, the, the good sort of obsession with just learning as much as they can to be as healthy and as active and as fit for as long as possible, highest quality of life for as long as possible. And starting at 55 and now being as capable as you are at 66, if you started with, you know, let's just say group classes, then obviously you are just all in for competition. I mean, all in. How has your training just evolved over the years, the last 11 years? Yeah. Yeah, that's a great question. I, um, the, the crazy, the cra one, another crazy part is that Heather stumbled on to CrossFit Invictus. 
um, mm-hmm. looking for a gym. When she graduated, she she was just checking out CrossFit gyms. She had no, neither of us had any idea, like, you know, the level of CrossFit training at Invictus. Like, we didn't know it was mm-hmm. one of the most famous CrossFit gyms in the in the in the world, basically. So she just kind of stumbled on there. She, and we knew somehow we knew that um, uh, Cody Bergman was there. We knew well, we knew he was there, and so we thought, well, it's probably a good gym if he's there. And, and so that's where she ended up. And so she introduced me to their programming. So CJ's programming and like, like, like a crazy wild person that I am, it's like, I started (laughs) doing the competitive programming for, from CrossFit Invictus. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I remember doing, like, I could hardly do, like, I mean, I think I hit like fairly early on, I hit 205 on a clean, on a clean and jerk. But I was training with like 185, which was like super hard to do, at the, especially in the early stages. But it's like I would just look at these workouts, like I guess I got to do it, and so I just I just pour myself into that. So so wow. that's how I started, super heavy, and you know my wrists were screaming in pain like every night because you know you're doing the clean and I don't have the flexibility, but I was kind of forcing it. But it's like, well, it didn't hurt like it doesn't hurt during it. So I must be <laughs> so, kind of what I reasoned. But anyway, so I started with Invictus and I did that for several years and laid a great foundation as, as over my head as it was, it still laid that foundation. And obviously I, I knew enough to like, I've done enough sports, like, okay, focus on weaknesses, you know, make sure that like, like what was the saying that they, you know, um, ne- never exposed they're always going to, you guys are always going to try to expose our weakness. Right. So, so you, so that was kind of like in the back of my head, it's like, okay, I got to make sure handstand walks, uh, double unders. I would, I would pick workouts with my three hardest, most challenging moves that I was learning back then. And so one of them was like handstand walks, um, double unders and overhead squats. And I do that workout like a bunch and, uh, you know, just was stupid, <laughs> but, but it became effective. You know, it's like, I poured myself into that, like did it like anything else. And, uh, and, and so I just continued to do that and then, and then work with, um, what, what else I did? I, you know, I, I did end up going to comp train at one point and between that Jason lied and I worked with Jason a little bit. Uh, oh, I know and, Jay. Jay's a great guy. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Great guy. Great gym up there. Uh, great people. Um, but yeah, I've just, I would, I got my level one and, and just kind of, and, and took Bergman's, um, um, yeah, the, the Olympic lifting course. Did Dave, the, Dave, did you, did you ever go through a period of time where you were like, okay, you're hard charging on CrossFit. You're all in, you know, like you said, you're, you're learning and you're kind of forcing your learning in the sense that you're going right at the hardest part, yeah. which is a little rare. A lot of people aren't going to take that approach and mm-hmm. yeah, that. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, did you ever get to a point where you're like, okay, I am digging in a little bit too much and I got to ease off a little bit and try to find the sweet spot? Or was it like, no, I just got to keep going until I get used to it? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, and probably, um, so, so let's see, probably after, so I, so I made the games, um, so, cause, cause in the beginning, like 2012, I was like 78th in my age group. And I thought, well, maybe I can, maybe I can, um, qualify next year and get, you know, break into that top 20 possibly, um, mm-hmm. which would have been 2013. And so I just worked, you know, I just like a hundred percent, a thousand percent focused. Like that's all I was thinking about. Obviously I was only, I actually owned a gym at that time, owned CrossFit gym, Screaming Eagle CrossFit in Clarksville. Um, and, and so I did have 
a little bit more time to to focus on training and and then I was coaching and running the gym that kind of thing so uh, but by by the next year uh, so that was 2012 I actually I actually started the gym in 2013 but I was ready for the open in 2013 and actually ended up I won the first open event and then I ended up winning the open um, that year which was just blew me away like I was in shock like how did I do this uh, but it's just like it just like okay I must be onto something and uh-huh. uh, and so I just continued that that heavy hitting stuff and probably doing too much heavy stuff. Um, but so by the time I, I made the games again, so I went in 2013, 14, and 15. And in 2015, was that was that 59? Anyway, when I was 59, uh, my last year, I made the games and ended up, I think, uh, I think it was ninth. That was my worst finish at the games over the over the nine years. Um, but it was it was after that, I think somehow. I thought, okay, I think I am doing too much heavy stuff. I was doing small off, uh, you know, small. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. the squat program. Yeah, yep. yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I was doing like probably not a great idea doing ten sets of three at three ten at one hundred and sixty pounds. You know. Well, I guess that was kind of my question: is all the stuff yeah. over the just decades and decades that you have, you know, put your body to, and then you know there are demands that competitors need to expose themselves to, which I would tell a regular person yeah. are borderline negligent and you shouldn't do quite frankly it's just not necessary but if you want to compete at the highest levels yeah you're going to go there yeah uh, but that's the difference between competition and gpp for just regular life and I, i'm kind of curious now right you know i'm sure you've got you know no regrets i would assume i mean you've done and you've had an amazing career but right. you know how are knees back shoulders you know to this day all all good to go and if so you know, what do you attribute that to? Do you have like a yeah. serious kind of yeah. regime you do to well, take I, care of yourself? Yeah, that's good. That's a great question. And that's, and that's kind of where I'm at. And that, that, um, you know, cause, cause when 2016, when I won in 2016, I thought I'm getting the right balance now. I'm like, you know, I stopped doing a lot of the heavier stuff. Um, I mean, I still was obviously, sure, but, um, but I, I kind of was trying to figure out how to balance that. So, I, and I think I did my kind of my own programming. And then it was after that, that I connected with, with Ben, I, I emailed Ben and he immediately got back to me. And that was, you know, I just really had a lot of respect for him and what he did. And, and Heather, uh, my daughter, Heather knew him um, and always, you know, talked very highly of him as well. So, so we ended up, um, I, he's, he right away, he, get, he assigned me a coach. Dan DeLamba was my coach for the next couple of years. And, um, and so I, I, I was, but, but he really respected, like, I've accomplished a lot on my own. And so he just kind of gave me a lot of freedom. Like I would do some of their workouts and then I would balance, I would still stick to things that I thought were working. And that continued to work except 2017, 2018. And then 2019 hit. And I was, um, I was, I was pushing too hard in 2019 because it was my fourth year. So I knew it was going to be super tough. And the other issue was Perna was there um, the guy that was winning the, um, the open that year. And then he ended up, we found out was doing roids. So, uh, doing steroids. So, um, so I think uh, seeing that I pushed, I was pushing myself too hard and I ended up with a back injury two weeks before games. Mm -hmm. Typically my back injuries, it's like, I can fix them in a day because I understand Erostes, uh, to, to an extent, to a very large extent, I understand massage therapy and I can fix, it's usually 90% 90% of the time it's muscular, um, for a back injury for me. Like if I tweak my back, you know, you, we've all done that in CrossFit and I was able to fix that. 
fairly quickly. But in 2019, it was like two weeks before, and I was like, this is a little more serious, but I think I can still fix it. So I, I work my, usually, sometimes I'll have to spend four to six hours after I tweak my back to work those muscles to relax them mm, and wow. the next day. It's, it was pretty, it was a pretty magical discovery that I found, which really got me through those gold medals, um, those years. And, but then when 2019 hit and then I couldn't, but I couldn't turn off my competitive edge. And I still, unfortunately, I went through the games with that hern with what I found out later was two herniated discs, excruciating pain mm. down my leg, um, sh- should not have competed and, and, but did anyway. Cause I, you know, I have a profession to protect. I have an obligation to my patients. It's like, I can't be doing this, you know, this warrior weekend stuff. Um, but I didn't know how to turn that off. You know, I was so focused and I really thought, well, you know, the next day, better events for me, maybe I can, but it was, it was bad. And it, all night long, it was excruciating pain. My whoop was at like 13% recovery, uh, or 10% the next day. So, and, and so hindsight, I wouldn't have done it. Uh, but the only good thing is I did get fifth <laughs> and, uh, and, and so I was kind of glad, but, but, but really I, I shouldn't have done that. I would never encourage anybody to do that, but that was a kind of a wake up call that year, 2019. Um, but I, but I did come back from that. The member, remember 2019, the, the open was in October. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was that weird, we had that weird double yeah. open year. Yeah. So I was, the day I went to the surgeon to, to evaluate whether I was going to need back surgery, I felt a slight bit of relief. And this was about a month after the games. So in August still, uh, end of August, middle of the end of August. And um, and he said, look, if you feel any relief at all, you should not go for surgery, which was great that he gave me that advice. Uh, I was referred to him by a good friend of mine who's a physician in, in town here. Uh, but but so I ended up um, obviously not going, not going through surgery. Uh, but you know, finding out there were two major herniated discs, L four, L five area, um, and and swimming and biking were the two things that if I started the day with that, it would ease the pain. But it okay. was still a month. It was like all night long. If, if you know anybody that's had that, it's it's terrible. Uh, that shooting pain, and some mm-hmm. people don't recover from that. I was at the gym doing all my back, doing like dumbbell bench press and pull. I could do pull ups, so I could do strict pull ups. Um, and, and I just gradually would work in more and more things to get ready for the open in 2019. Cause I, you know, I did, still didn't win it. You know, as long as I was getting better, I thought, and, and I just learned, in fact, we, we were testing at games. Jason was there from, from Arosti, the uh, CEO of Arosti. He said, motion is lotion uh, or <laughs> lotion. And so, you know, and, and he told me that this year. So I, I looked back, it's like, yeah, that's, that's what was happening. My swim, when I go swim or bike it would ease the pain on the, on those discs. So, um, so anyway, I did come back that year and won the master's fitness collective because obviously it was 2020. So it was COVID year. Uh, and, and I felt like this was a great, this is a great thing. I I'm really super happy that I was able to come back my fifth year in the, in CrossFit space and, uh, and really have a good, good event. You know, obviously it wasn't everybody there, but enough guys were there that it was legit. And, and mm-hmm. that kind of, so, so well, and just to just to come back from a yeah. significant injury like that, I mean, that's always hard to do, and especially in a condensed time frame, and especially you know when you've got other things going on. Like you mentioned, you got other responsibilities. You're not just training as an athlete; you've got a full time career. You know, yep. this, this is a pretty full life. Um, and so, I'd actually like to turn the conversation a little bit th- towards that. It's like, man, you have done so much on the athletic front. 
And yet you also have like a real life, you know, you've raised kids, you have a career, it's demanding. Like, how do you find the time? What advice do you have for people that, you know, I think we yeah. all have those moments where like, oh, I don't have time. I, I not today. I, yeah. I, I don't have enough time yeah. to get in the gym. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. how, how do you find it? Where do you, where do you carve it out from? Yeah. You know, and I, and I think, I mean, lately I've been, I've been telling myself and, and even during those years, it's kind of like, for me, I, I mean, cause all, all three years of my gold medals or, you know, if, and if you count the fourth year, um, but especially those three at the games, 2016, 17, 18, I was working five days a week in my two dental practices. So I had, I was just, I was like the only one I hadn't had associates yet. So I was doing five days a week and I had my routine down where I take two days off, uh, on my long days at work, Tuesday and Wednesday, cause I would be out an hour drive for, t uh, to work, excuse me, and back. And so I'd have to, uh, you know, just take off those days. It was too much for to drive home. It's be home at seven o'clock and like, think about working out. So I just took those two days off and then five days in a row from Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, I would do an hour workout on Friday, say, and then uh, on Thursday, actually, and then another hour on Friday. And then, and then Sunday, Saturday and Sunday, I would do like three hour workouts. Mm -hmm. um, and Monday, I would do another hour workout. So that was my routine during all three of those years of gold medals, uh, 16 through 18. Um, and I so, think, what, what, but getting to your question, it's like, why, how can you fit that in? It's like, I had to fit it in to have a healthy outlet for my stress. Because uh, obviously, and, you, know, it, you know, stress can be good, um, but you've got to have a way to deal with your mental stress and your, your responsibility stress. Okay. It's just normal. And, and, and for dentistry it's super high demanding because not only is it managing people, you know, staff and, and understanding patients, listening to patients, but it's, it's also very exacting technique wise. And mm -hmm. so everything has to be functioning. You've got to be hundred percent focused when you're doing your work. It's like, a, you know, I do, you know, it's mini surgery basically mm -hmm. and more and more surgical side of things as the last couple of years have gone on. But it's like, Finding that balance of, well, if I don't do this, I'm going to stress a lot more. And so many people, uh. you, you see so much um, uh, deleterious or um, uh, non-constructive ways of dealing with stress that you've oh, got yeah. to find out. You've got to discover the magic of CrossFit or some, some sport, but especially CrossFit, I think, it has a way to relieve that stress. And it's not just the workouts themselves. It's also the camaraderie and the support you get in that group. So it's mm -hmm. a combination of those things. And it's, and it's really, it's, it's a magical combination that is such a healthy way of dealing with stress. Because the other thing, and that's what's so fun about talking to you guys, is like, we know that, I know that we're on the same page nutritionally also, because that's a whole other dimension we haven't even touched on, but that's yeah. something that is so important and valuable to plug into to maintain that health for a lifetime, uh, you know, looking towards longevity. Um, so yeah. yeah. You, you, you said two things in there that I think were really, really just gems. Um, you know, and the, the first one, I don't know if it was conscious or not, but you're talking about how, okay, I had this really busy week. I accepted that Tuesdays and Wednesdays just weren't going to happen. Yep. And then once you, it seems like once you made that decision, it's like, all right, you don't think twice about it. It's like, that's just yep. the reality. And you're not trying to fight it anymore. And you figured out, okay, what does fit within the schedule? And I think a lot of people don't do that. They, they want to wrestle with the reality of like, well, I can still try to figure it out even when it's clearly not going to, to happen. So right. I think that's really cool. 
And uh, honestly, I forgot the second one now. So, yeah, <laughs> it'll have to uh, come back to me. <laughs> just, just speak to that a little bit. Like the heart, my hardest days, and you know, maybe not in the beginning because I was so, so still, you know, it was still kind of new. But, but Mondays and Thursdays were the toughest part because I'd be driving from work to the gym, and there were days when I'd be like driving to the gym is like it was only a, you know, 10, 12 minute drive, and it's like I'd be like, am I falling asleep? Like. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was tired. Mm-hmm. I was worn out. And yet, when I got myself to the gym, and once in a while, I actually remember I take a nap on the way. Like it was only a twelve minute drive. But it's like I'd pull over in a parking lot, take take a quick nap, and then continue on to the gym, and I'd be fine. You know, it was like a ten minute you know power nap, that kind of thing. But it, it worked. And once I got to the gym, it's like ah, well, you know, it's just warm up. And once I warmed up, it's like I'm good. And 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 I guess mm-hmm. the other thing I wanted to address is like we don't st- we don't um, we don't not eat. We, we know we'd have to eat. And, 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 you know, for lack of a better example, toothbrushing, you don't skip brushing your teeth. We don't skip breathing oxygen. Uh, we don't sc- skip drinking water. It's like we need mm-hmm. to look at fitness as like, hey, this is the way God designed our bodies. This is the way we, if you study the physiological changes that happen when we exercise, especially with CrossFit and, and the, all the domains that we go through, um, it, it's, it, it's the way we were designed to, to, to work. And, and our bodies respond positively to that. And obviously, that's why when Greg introduced, it, you know, the whole philosophy of CrossFit and, and the whole idea of fighting chronic disease, it's like, that's perfect. I mean, that just resonated with me a thousandfold because it's like, that's what's going on. And I, I've just yeah. been that. I've always been labeled as the health nut. Well, <laughs> it, 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 makes, it makes sense, you know, hearing your, you know, what you've done over the course of your life, stressful career that. And cross it very much for me also is not only what I'm doing to maintain as as much work capacity and independent living for as long as humanly possible, but it's also my stress relief uh, every day and and I need it and and yeah. if I don't yep. get it i'm I'm worse yeah. off for it, you know, regardless of almost what the work it is, I gotta do something. So that sounds yep. like that's yep. always gonna be, you know, you don't sound to me like somebody that's looking to buy a used set of golf clubs, go casually bass fishing, and just start, you know, <laughs> ca- you know, mail in the uh, the remaining years. You're a go getter. You're active. You're gold. You're you're going to be doing things. So it seems to me like no matter what you do, you're going to have fitness as part of your life because you need it. I think maybe in a way that I need it uh, as well. You know, for between the ears as much as I need it physically. But yeah. do you see? I mean, you're steaming hard. You've been steaming hard for a really long time. Yeah. Do you yeah. have any sense of when your workouts will become, for lack of a better way to say it, more recreational and not yeah. so much focused on where am I on a leaderboard? Yeah, right. Yeah. Interesting enough, you brought up golf. I actually played golf. My dad also a doctor. <laughs> so I was in tournaments when I was eight years old, but when I discovered football, I actually just preferred the faster sports, even when I was in rebelling against sports. But anyway, um, but yeah, the reality of it is, is like, um, I, I have to, uh, I've been actually the last couple of years and, 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 you know, obviously this year was one of those years that circumstances worked out that I didn't make the games and, um, you know, which, which still led me to the highlight of my career, which I'd still love to talk about the, the, the opportunity, the honor I had to test the games workouts before the games this year, it was just like, as a huge part of, of, you know, when I look back at my 10 year career, it's like, that's going to be go down as like one of nice. the top highlights. Yeah, it was invaluable. It was invaluable having you there. Your insights oh, were second oh, to none. So yeah, appreciate that. 
but but this year it was after my so so my back I recovered from my back injury, but then after after winning the Masters Fitness Collective in 2020, I was wanted to do Legends and that and that was actually a mistake. Um, you know, looking back, I mean, obviously, you know, was it a real mistake or whatever? But but it was I was tr- I I didn't give myself enough rest between because um, I was like I trained from. The open was in October in 19. Then it was um then it was the qualifier. And then it was training for the games. And then the games weren't. So, but then there was still Master Fitness Collective. So I had trained a solid year from my back injury mm-hmm. and and everything was great. But then it's like, okay, now I should have said, now I need to rest. I don't need to do legends. It's okay. But it's like, you know, I had the invites, like, man, I want to go. And uh, and again, couldn't turn it off. And I, I ended up tearing a meniscus in my right knee, uh, doing some heavy lunges, you know, just mm-hmm. just preparation. I had done a bunch of squats, heavy squats, and then I did some lunges. Uh, and I normally don't do a lot of heavy lunges, but I just like, you know, I want to get ready. I want to be ready for everything or anything. And, uh, and so, so that was kind of another wake up call because then obviously I couldn't do legends and it took me, uh, I couldn't do double unders. Um, and I did make it through the open for 2021. Cause that was, was that 2020? Yeah. Um, made it through the open, you know, just a lot of Advil, um, and never had cortisone shots in my knees, but, but, um, but then, so 2021, I could not run all year. And, and so having that injury in October of 20 and then going through the open and kind of struggling with the double unders, like a a lot of pain in that right knee and trying to figure out, I didn't want to do surgery, Mm -hmm. uh, at least not yet. And tried tried a bunch of different things. You know, the hyaluronic acid is the, is the lubricant. Uh, tried that, and then eventually for the games, I actually tried. Um, I actually did um, a cortisone shot, which I'd never done in my life, and I don't want to want to do it again because I know it's just a, it's just a band aid is all it is. Um, so, uh, but yeah, but but to answer your question, it's like yes, unfortunately, I have to slow down. Uh, you know, and, and obviously this year it was my knee, and then then during the overhead squat workout it was my back. Um, that got tweaked, uh, and and so it, it, it you know that that's a whole other subject. But um, it, it just it's it's frustrating to 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 actually realize, hey, I'm I'm not unbreakable. <laughs> so yeah, uh, and, and, I'm and, and, and down. yeah, far from me to give unsolicited yeah. advice to somebody far yeah. more capable, fitter, more everything than I am who didn't ask for. It. But I, I'm here to tell you. I've I've interviewed a tremendous amount of athletes over my life, a tremendous amount, and there's some interesting similar wiring to all of them that I've interviewed. Mm, yeah. And yeah. a lot of them yep. are harder on themselves than anybody is ever is hard on them. And so I'm here to tell you that I don't, every athlete is driven and motivated and dealing with their own angels or demons that drive them to work out mm-hmm. as hard as they are. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. But whenever that phase or stage comes in your life that you know, you hang up either, you know, I don't want to say competitive drive, you probably always have the drive, but you hang that up on the wall and you allow yourself and give yourself the grace to be like, I'm entering a new phase now. I'm going to take things maybe a bit easier. The volume's going to go down. I'm not going to, yeah. I'm not going to care if this is quite off my old PR. I think you're still going to be astonishingly capable, probably more than you realize, worlds ahead of anyone who's appeared to you. And you might have a new, journey of uh you might reignite a happiness and fitness in a way that maybe you haven't seen it before so i think you might have some good stuff ahead of you 
Yeah, good, good, good point. That's it's, it's good. I like that. So, uh, yeah. Well, let, let well, me ask you this. Uh, and oh, I'll, go ahead, I'll, boss. I'll, I'll put on that too. That I think, um, you know, we touched on this a little bit earlier. But when somebody's young, they're in their twenties, and they come to you and they're really fit. It's like, yeah, okay, cool story, bro. You should be fit. You know, <laughs> you're young. But to be able to sustain that decade after decade after decade and still approach it with such enthusiasm and to still be able to see the benefit. Um, and to to enjoy it and to to have that kind of exude through, I think that's really powerful, and I think that's really important for people to see. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, accolades aside, titles aside, all of that, I think, man, what a shining light that you can offer to show people. It's like, hey, man, this is what's possible if you keep this up. This is what you can do down the road uh, if you are willing to just be consistent. If you're willing to just commit to the process, yeah. yeah. It, it can really take you a long way down the road. And uh, I mean, man, I just, I think it's the coolest thing to, uh, to see that body of work. I and agree. again, titles aside, yeah. doesn't matter. That yeah, stuff, right, you know, right. that's great. It's awesome. Yeah. But the example that I think you set and put out there in the world, I mean, man, that is such a cool thing. And I think you, uh, I think you inspire a lot more people than you probably recognize. And um, I think personally that there's a lot more people that should know about what's possible through people like yourself. So I think that's a that's a huge aspect of uh, whatever comes next for you. Yeah, you know, in my I would agree. Well, I, I think uh, I think that's a great maybe way to wrap it with just one final question for you, which is, what is next? Yeah, I mean that. I mean, I mean, just to to address that, it's like it's like that's what I've always said. Even with even with the gold medals, it's kind of it's really still is about like inspiring the world to to. Um, you know, to, to fight the chronic disease war we're in right now. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that's the, that's the real battle. And if, if what we do on the CrossFit floor, uh, inspires people, that, that's what it's supposed to do, I think. And that's, I think that's what it does. And I think that's, uh, you know, that's, that's, that should be our goal. Um, and, and as far as like continuing, man, I, you know, it's like, I, I'm trying to figure out what, what I can do. What's the balance. You know, I don't want to keep going down steps. And haven't feel like somebody's stabbing, you know, knives in my knees mm-hmm. right now. And I haven't figured that out yet, and uh, and yet it's happening a lot more than I'd like it to. Um, and and you know, and obviously the back stays in check, but there's still that numbness that just started this, you know, this past year. Um, that's it's happening that I can't explain. It's not all the time, but it's it's there. So I gotta start listening. I mean, I have been listening, um, but I I'm trying to explore it even more. So I need to figure mm-hmm. out. Is there a way? Because it really is. At the end of the day, it's about longevity. How can we be healthy? We're fighting chronic chronic disease, but also orthopedic health, not just physiological, um, Mm -hmm. orthopedic health. All that, all that stuff. It's it's also about orthopedic health. In fact, I just reached out to an orthopedic surgeon who's kind of specializes in um, the aging athlete, and uh, she's worked, I believe, with some a bunch of professional athletes and trying to figure out. So I have actually a meeting with her on Friday to talk about. Great, yeah. Yeah. So, well, I tell you um, what, we, we absolutely wish you well. Thank you so much for sharing your time, your stories. I think people are going to really enjoy learning a whole bunch about you that maybe they didn't know just from watching you compete for so many years at the games. So again, thank you. Thank you so very much. And as we say at the end of all these episodes, you know, Adrian and I want to hear from all of you out there in the community. So find this episode on the BTWB YouTube channel post your thoughts, feelings, you know, get questions, ask them there in the comments. We read them, got ideas for future shows or guests, throw them in there as well. 
We always appreciate that. So for David Hibbensteel and Adrian Bosman, I'm Pat Sherwood. Thanks for your support, and we will see you next time.